most people who struggle with binging or overeating or emotional eating, they're not sneaking extra broccoli. It's much more likely to be those treat foods that are melt in the mouth or highly processed and pretty much designed to be irresistible. And there's no shame in that. That was me too. I know the incredible lure of them. Those foods were able to pretty much take me out of my body and help me zone out or feel better and completely change my experience of a given moment. Welcome to the Yo-Yo Freedom Podcast. This is the place to learn actionable step-by-step tools and strategies to help you stop binging or overeating and start feeling relaxed and confident around food so that you can show up for your life on your terms. I'm Gemma Keys, and I know firsthand what it's like to feel out of control around food and trapped in the pain of binge eating and body shame. There is a way out. Keep listening to discover your path to food freedom. today's episode, why not take a quick scan of your body? Just notice how you're feeling and what's going on for you for a second or two. Are there any areas of tension or urgency or softness or calm? When I do that for myself, I notice I've got quite a lot of tension today in my shoulders and in my stomach, and sometimes it comes out in my jaw. And I know it's because My youngest child has just started secondary school and I have associated nerves around that, probably based on my own experience. And also I'm going to the dentist and I'm not really looking forward to it. And so I'm a little bit anxious about that. But those couple of seconds of awareness really can be the beginnings of creating or growing a connection and attunement. To start with, it's that couple of seconds of noticing and tuning in. And over time, the physical signs and the sensations that you notice in your body end up acting as trusted messengers, as if it's between your body and your brain or your nervous system and your conscious mind. And those messages are just so valuable in lovingly supporting yourself as you ease away from any feelings of compulsivity or reliance on or a lack of control around food. So today we're going to continue to expand that idea of opening to different forms of self-care and tuning into the body by continuing to explore how sensations of hunger are created. So there's a little bit of physiology, but more of an insight into how to understand how those signals arise in the body and ways to experiment with small actions as you continue to make those tiny one degree shifts toward feeling better. Now, I do want to add here, I'm only too aware that feeling out of control around food, eating in secret binging or using food to help cope with whatever's going on in life usually doesn't happen because of a lack of nutritional or 
physiological or any other sort of cerebral understanding. In fact, I'm almost certain you're already super informed, resourceful, successful, and have so many areas of life absolutely nailed. But this podcast is all about continuing to put together all the different pieces of the puzzle around food and eating until the whole picture your unique and personal picture comes together and becomes much clearer. So as always, I invite you to drop anything that doesn't land with you or any sort of I've got to do everything all at once approach when it comes to what you hear or making changes to the way that you eat and feel. What I see to be the most effective and absolutely was the case for me as I finally ease back from binging is how experimenting, being willing to be imperfect and make mistakes while lovingly tuning in and turning toward yourself with a compassionate curiosity to find what's right for you and making those small changes towards feeling better. That's where your relationship with yourself is transformed and it really is the case that as you change your relationship with yourself, the most profound changes happen in your relationship with food. So coming up is a brief overview of another of the hunger hormones, ghrelin, what it does, when and why it's released and also ways you can begin to balance the levels of ghrelin in your body so that instead of being scared or reactionary or anxious in the face of hunger, you can understand and trust the signals from your body. It's another way to help your physiological system feel calmer so that you can in turn feel calmer about what you eat. As we touched on in episode 17, the human body is a genius and a fine-tuned survival machine. Among many other internal and regulatory processes, hormones are a way messages are sent around the body to instigate different processes and responses. Those signals have been fine-tuned over the hundreds of thousands of years of human existence, and it's really only relatively recently that modern lifestyle factors have begun to interfere. And that ends up meaning that if you want to do something, but your body has a different underlying drive, willpower may carry you in the direction you want or that you intend for a short time, but eventually the body wins through. In a struggle with food, with overeating or binging, the body is so often seen as an enemy. It's easy to rail against its desires and urges for food uh, or to hate the way it looks because it seems to so clearly reflect the last few years or longer of eating patterns that you wish, you wish hadn't happened. In this podcast, We're continuing to explore ways to get back to that place of body trust and appreciation and connectedness, which is so key to shifting eating patterns or, as I think about it now, healing from binge eating or healing your relationship with food. Because by working with our bodies, we're so much likely to be successful in finding what feels good for each of us so we can make changes that last and that fit in with our real lives. 
the hormone we're going to talk about today is the hunger hormone ghrelin. One of the ways to remember its name is to think of a tummy growling with hunger, so like ghrelin. (laughs) That's how I remember it anyway. I should really try harder to find some kind of growling animal like a dog or a lion or something to use as a metaphor here. But because I'm a besotted cat lady, I'm going to use my kitten Vivi as an example instead. Have you ever been around a cat that wants food? My little cat follows me around, gets right under my feet and trips me up, sometimes bites my feet, keeps looking up to check I'm taking her seriously and moving in the direction of her food bowl. And she tries all the tactics like purring and rubbing against my legs, which I really love, and sometimes climbing up my legs with her claws, which I definitely don't love so much. Or she jumps on the table and makes those cute little cat noises like or squeaks or meows. Um, You can tell I'm a besotted cat lady, right? I love her. Anyway, the point is she does what it takes to make her presence known and she will not be ignored for long. She might say doze off now and then or be distracted by a fly or a daddy long legs. But when she's hungry, she is pretty persistent until she gets her food. That's what it's like when the hunger hormone ghrelin is released in your body. Your tummy might growl or rumble. Your throat may feel hollow. You might feel a little lightheaded or notice your jaw is tense food definitely becomes much more appealing. And that's any food, not just binge food. So a boiled egg or a chicken salad or a piece of fruit, as well as bread or cookies or crisps, they all look good. The creature that is hunger usually comes in waves and might ease off or be distracted for a bit, like that kitten chasing a fly or having a quick snooze, but it doesn't go away. So the point of ghrelin is to signal to your brain that you're hungry and cause you to go and seek out food. Those signals are there to make sure you eat because when it comes down to it, each of us needs to eat to stay alive. Ghrelin is secreted in the stomach lining and also a bit from other areas in the body like the pancreas and the small intestine. It's released in a few different situations, which I think are really worth understanding a little bit more about so that you can anticipate them and know what's going on, because it can be really helpful in moving away from feeling anxious or judgmental and toward feeling just a little bit more curious or open around food and especially around hunger. The first scenario ghrelin is released is when the stomach is empty. That makes sense, right? The stomach is slowly emptied as food is digested between meals. So ghrelin is released to ensure hunger levels gradually build until the next time to eat. The second is when there's some kind of trigger that makes food really tempting. Maybe a thought about something delicious or seeing someone with a donut or driving past a fast food drive-through, or even having just one taste or bite. Like, I don't know about you, but that's one of the things that was most likely to end in a binge for me, that I can cope with this, just one bite won't hurt. 
or it might be walking through a supermarket and seeing all the displays and special offers positioned right at your eye level at the end of the aisles or walking past a bakery that's pumping out all those tantalizing smells. Each of those triggers individually, taste, smell, sight or thought, can cause that hunger hormone ghrelin to be released. But usually more than one trigger happens at the same time, like walking past the fresh cookies and seeing and smelling them and then thinking about them incessantly. So it's not surprising hunger signals go into overdrive. And the third thing to cause ghrelin to be released is regular times of eating. In other words, if you eat at the same sorts of time every day, your body comes to expect a meal or a snack at that time and ghrelin is released in anticipation. So even if, say, you have a late breakfast, so you've recently have had food, but you're used to having lunch at noon, ghrelin can still be released as your body expects that meal at noon. So you might still be hungry even after you've eaten fairly recently. I mean, (laughs) I don't know about you, but I do get a bit geeky about all that. Our bodies are just so phenomenal and send all these different messages in different ways. But just understanding a bit about those messages and where they're coming from and why they're happening can be so useful in first of all noticing what's going on and then getting that little bit more curious around your own experience which is really helpful in calming that super urgent sometimes panicky desire for food. The next question then is how to work with our hunger signals so that we can be less scared of them, less anxious about them and begin to trust them more or In other words, I guess, how to work with our body rather than against it. There are a couple of ways to begin to reduce hunger by lessening or rebalancing the signals that come from that hormone ghrelin. The first is to do with how ghrelin levels are ramped down in the body. Well, ghrelin levels come down as your stomach registers that you've eaten And the types of food that are noticed as having been eaten are those with volume or bulk that stretches the stomach wall and also those foods that contain fat. But ghrelin levels are not reduced just because a food contains lots of energy or is high in calories. Those sorts of food just don't really register or bring down ghrelin levels quickly. So sugary fizzy drinks or sodas or refined starchy foods they tend to leave you hungry and way more likely to want to eat more you may have noticed for example that you can always eat a meal after a coke because well it barely touches the walls does it or that you're never really satisfied after a bag of sweets and keep looking for something more substantial to eat I can remember once, many, many years ago, reading that Kate Moss ate jelly beans on her days on the catwalk. And I mean, if Kate Moss did it, it was bound to work for the teenage me, right? But oh my goodness, I was ravenously hungry all the time, no matter how many jelly beans were in my body. And now I know more about this hunger hormone ghrelin. That just makes so much more sense. 
most people who struggle with binging or overeating or emotional eating, they're not sneaking extra broccoli. It's much more likely to be those treat foods that are melt in the mouth or highly processed and pretty much designed to be irresistible. And there's no shame in that. That was me too. I know the incredible lure of them. Those foods were able to pretty much take me out of my body and help me zone out or feel better and completely change my experience of a given moment. And at the same time, it's those sweet, salty, refined, processed foods that mess with hunger and fullness hormones, including the hunger hormone ghrelin, so they can increase the levels of hunger that you're experiencing. The key action you can begin to take when it comes to naturally rebalancing and reducing levels of ghrelin is to eat more foods in their natural form. Now, I know that can seem like a lofty and completely unattainable goal. So just I really encourage you to just start by considering small steps you can take or even allowing the thought to enter into your mind as a starting point. Eating more foods that have ingredients you recognise as food rather than chemicals. So, for example, eating more things like beef or butter or carrots or nuts or potatoes or peaches. We all know what those are, right? That's very different from something like an ingredient called Red 40 or sodium steroid lactylate. I mean, I don't even know how to pronounce that. So, I guess it just shows it's a completely unfamiliar chemical and I have no idea what it is. And a food in its natural form is much more likely to contain fibre and other natural constituents that add volume. So stretch the stomach lining, which you'll remember signals that food has been eaten, so stops the production of ghrelin and therefore reduces hunger and also happens to impact another hormone, PPY, which acts to suppress the appetite. So all those things are reducing your hunger levels naturally through eating more whole foods. Again, I really, really encourage you to just take one small step at a time here. Perhaps you might choose to eat your veggies or salad at the beginning of a meal, which also ties in beautifully to reduce blood sugar and insulin spikes, as we discussed in the last episode, episode 17, which also looked at reducing hunger and cravings. And I'll link that episode in the show notes at yoyofreedom.com18 if you want to click and listen. Or another thing you can do is to experiment with a food swap or perhaps buy lunch on the way to the office in the morning before you get to that point of being really hungry at noon and it's way more difficult to choose something that will help you feel good later in the day. So there are lots of different ways to almost sneak in more whole food. One of my favourite ways is to start a meal by eating veggies first because it feels good for me and I know I'm likely to feel more satisfied, which is a good feeling. But for you, maybe have a brain dump, jot down ideas, see if there's one that's appealing or you'd like to give a go and then test it out, see if it feels good. And the second way to work with ghrelin levels 
to rebalance hunger is to do with those trigger moments when you're thinking about food or your senses are being bombarded with smells or your body is expecting to eat at a certain time of day. When it comes to those triggers, especially thoughts of food or watching someone else eat something and thinking, I want that, or come on, just one won't hurt. Reducing the power of those triggers often comes down to finding ways to create more of a sense of calm in your mind and as a result in your body. Always it starts with noticing what's going on, which can literally be naming it. Something like, I'm noticing he's eating that muffin and it's causing me to think that I want one too. Or, uh here's that little voice coming up to tell me that I can have one bite and I'll be fine. Or, it's three o'clock and I'm hungry. And acknowledgement of that too. I see that thought. There you are. Hello. So just registering when it comes up and if there's any pattern there or if it's something that's familiar to you. The next layer is to understand how the thought makes sense. Of course I'm tempted by that muffin. Or, I've always dreamed of being one of those people who can just have one bite of cake and hardly seem bothered by the rest of it sitting there on a plate in front of them. So, of course, I just want one bite. Or, of course, I'm feeling hungry. It's 3pm and my body's expecting a snack. Whether it's a familiar pattern or a deep-seated longing or something else entirely, the thought is bound to make sense in some way. So, How does it make sense for you? How can you normalise it? Because doing that will take away a little of its power. And then wondering, what might be right for you now? What do you need? Forget anyone else because you know yourself and what feels good and what you really deeply desire. It doesn't have to be a big thing either. It might look like, yeah, I always want a bite, but I already know it will be difficult for me to stop there. And to be honest, it's more hassle than it's worth. Or it might be, he's actually sitting down and having a break with that muffin. Maybe I could take two minutes to myself, even to sit down too. The skill here is to experiment and find what works for you. Because when you can recognise the situation for what it is, you can uncover a small next step that helps you feel better in that moment. And it's those small steps that keep you feeling supported and held and moving in the direction that you really want to go in. And you might find that what's right for you is to avoid that particular temptation altogether. Do something like change your route so that you're not walking right past the bakery twice a day. That can be an offer of self-care and nurture in itself. And it doesn't have to be something that lasts forever. It can just be in this moment, what is the way that I can most look after myself? So to wrap up, One of the ways that hunger is signalled in your body is through the release of the hormone ghrelin, which happens when your stomach is empty, when you're triggered by a sight or smell or thought of food, or at a time that your body is accustomed to expecting to eat. And if hunger is a trigger for you, if it leads you towards 
a path of eating more or feeling out of control around food or obsessive thoughts about food, then noticing when ghrelin is likely to be active, a little bit like the meowing of that persistent, cajoling, hungry, and also very cute, I have to add, cat, can simply help you take steps to reduce the urgency of the hunger so that you're that little bit less likely to eat in a compulsive way or to binge. If you think back on what you've just heard, I wonder if there was any part that resonated or especially piqued your interest. Maybe you recognised a particular trigger like walking past a bakery Or maybe you got a little jolt of recognition that you always reach for a chocolate biscuit at 3pm because it's become a habit and an expectation. Whatever it was, see if you can come up with just one small step towards supporting yourself in that moment, whether it's practicing a new reassuring thought or doing something slightly differently like taking a two minute breather. Try it out and see how it feels. If it feels good, you can choose to do it again. It is always, of course, 100% up to you. And if something you try doesn't feel good, just drop it. If you'd like to hear more tips and strategies to ease back from feeling panicky or out of control around food or from overeating or binge eating, you can download my free guide, Eight Simple Strategies to Break the Binge Eating Cycle, which you will find in the show notes or at yoyofreedom.com forward slash 18. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the Yo-Yo Freedom podcast for more insight, tools and support as you pull back from binging and overeating and step into your most authentic, vibrant life. If you found this episode helpful, it would be wonderful if you'd take a moment to rate the Yo-Yo Freedom podcast on whichever platform you listen on. Thank you so much. Bye-bye for now.